How are we going, mates? Welcome back to the top step. My name is Ryan Roland Smith, about to be joined by Grant Balfour. We're going to get into another episode, but before we do, I just want to talk about what an amazing weekend for all my Mariner fans out there. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, packed the house. I was so close to getting into that wild card game. It didn't work out, but man, what an absolute roller coaster and a blast and a nice little glimpse into what we can expect the next couple of years. Kyle Seeger, how emotional that was. I'll tell you right now, you can tell what kind of do, what kind of guy dude is when you see his teammates in tears all over the place. Just speaks absolute volumes. And uh, what his next step is, no one knows. I cannot wait as this offseason gets going. We're going to talk about how it works with free agency. Grant has been through that on every different level, um, good, the good and the bad. So we're going to get into that on future episodes. But we've got a good one for you today. We dive into some of the economics of baseball, how it works when teams rebuild some of the big market teams and the small market teams and, and some of the things that we feel like is hurting baseball right now, hopefully something they can address when you talk about some of these teams doing the whole rebuild for years and years, fans have to sit through 100 losses, et cetera. We're going to get into all that. We're even going to play a little travel agent in the Aussie uh, segment of this show. That's Grouse. whole lot of stories, a couple of shout-outs thrown in there. It's going to be a fun hour, hopefully, on your morning commute or getting through that workout. Wherever you listen to this, make sure you subscribe. I tell you every time. Make sure you tell your mates all about it. Make sure you follow us on Instagram, Twitter. Uh, we even have TikTok at the Top Step Podcast. Okay, enough of me. I'm going to bring in Grant. Let's get to it. Enjoy this episode of the Top Step. No matter what happens, Ryan Roland Smith has something to tell his grandkids right here. First appearance of the big leagues. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks, Hall, Hall of Famer. Famer. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if he strikes them out. Here comes the one-two pitch to Junior now. The breaking ball. He struck him out. Yeah, that will be a story for the rest of his life <laughs> as he strikes out Ken Griffey Jr. And the inning is over. But what an inning it was as six. Victor Martinez and Grant Balfour join in benches and cleared. My goodness. This this is Grant Balfour being Grant Balfour. Yeah. He, he is, as you mentioned, Jim, he's amped up. He talks a lot. It's not personalized, but he talks a lot. In fact, he has the demeanor of a guy that wants to fight you. You'll never say that I'm not killing them. Kill, kill, killing them. Killing them. Kill, kill, killing them. All right, welcome back to the Top Step, episode five. Grant, how are we doing, mate? Oh, mate, I'm doing fantastic. How are you? Doing great, mate. Hey, big week coming up. The playoffs are kicking off. Best time of year. You, you, are you going to be glued to the TV or what? Mate, I'll be glued to the TV like Gorilla Grip, mate. <laughs> who, who are we barracking for, mate? Who, who, who are we supporting? You know, I'm sitting here in uh, in Tampa, so I'll be I'll be barracking for the uh, the Tampa Bay Rays, I'd say for sure, mate. No hard feelings. You keep up with everyone uh, with that organization, right? I mean, since you got done playing, yeah. obviously you live there now, but you you keep up with you know whether it be front office people, media people, they reach out to you. Yeah, yeah, I've got, um, you know, every once in a while I'll be down there, do a few things here and there. You know, they've had me go throw the first pitch a couple of times. They had a nice uh, thing for me when I retired, just a, a special day for me. So that was pretty awesome. So, yeah, mate, I uh, enjoy being around the field as much as I can and any opportunities are, are welcome. Hey, the uh, the first pitch, that was 2019 in the playoffs. They asked you to throw the first pitch. I know that because you were with us. 
in Arizona right. coaching. There with the next like, gen out yeah. there in AZ. You're, you're there for two days. You're supposed to be there all week. And you're like, hey, man. You, you, and you felt yeah. bad too. I was like, dude, are you kidding? Go throw the first pitch, man. It's a huge, huge honor. Yeah, no, it was definitely a great honor. I mean, anytime you get an opportunity to do something like that, it's it's special. You know, yeah. I mean, I'm not throwing uh, too many pitches off the mound these days. So if I get a chance to jump up there again <laughs> and do that, took a little bit of a crow hop to get it there, 60 feet, but it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> 60 feet. Oh, hey, all right. So today we're getting right inches. into it. What's that? I said, don't forget the six inches, 60 yeah. foot, six inches. That's right. Man. Yeah, that makes the world a difference. We'll dive into that another day. We've got plenty to get to. I want to kick the show yeah. off. This is the new little segment to kick every show off. It's called the word of the day. Now, we're going to throw an Aussie yeah. word for a couple of reasons. Number one, we have Australian listen, listeners who can get a bit of a laugh out of this, obviously, because they probably say it on a regular basis or they hear people saying it on a regular basis. Um, so yeah. the word of the day will be an Australian word. And if you're American, listen to this you're going to get some education. Now the challenge is we're going to throw a word out there, Grant, um, that you're going to explain, or we can both go back and forth. The challenge is you've got to throw this word into the conversation later on. Yeah, no worries. And you're going to slip it in. Don't, don't just, don't just say the word and, and, you know, whatever you have to slip it in. So it sounds like you're naturally talking about someone or something. All right. So so the word of the day, it's drongo. (laughs) What's a drongo? (laughs) There's a few people who've probably, uh, I've probably been named this a few times in my, <laughs> in my life, but yeah, no, no, a drongo is just like a complete idiot. Just some yeah. bloke that's just, uh, you're a drongo, mate. He's just a low life, just something, something along those lines, I suppose. Just, just an idiot, I suppose, right? Did you ever use that back when you were um, living in Australia? Once, once, yeah, I've used it a couple of times. Or you using it currently? Are you throwing that word around Florida or what? Nah, nah. They uh, look at me sideways if I if I said that. Drongo. I don't think. Pretty sure when I was a kid, I used that here and there. I haven't heard that word for so long. I've got a whole list of yeah. Aussie words here that we're going to get to as we keep going on. But yeah. uh, I just saw that, dude. I lost it. I was like, oh, straight away. I'm going to put I'm going to put this on Grant for sure. Drongo. So basically, yeah. it's stop being a drongo. You're you're basically an idiot, right? Yeah. Okay. Exactly. So, you, so you're free to use that whenever you want it. Anyone listening to this, it doesn't matter what country. You're living in so grand the, the challenge is we're going to hear this as the episode goes on we're going to hear the word drongo from yep. you or from from me it's not going to yeah. be the first person to use it but you have to so, kind of slip it in uh with ease all right yeah, that, right, that, eh? all right so i want to get to this now last week you were lucky enough to head up to minnesota target field right yeah there was something yep. going on up there talk us through what was what was happening back on your old stomping ground up in minnesota yeah, so uh, it was probably about six months ago now. I uh, opened up my email and there was an invite there to um, Justin Morneau Hall of Fame. He's uh, He's been put into the Hall of Fame with the Minnesota Twins, one of my old teammates. Yeah, what a, what a great weekend. Got a chance to um, see a lot of other uh, guys that are in the Twins Hall of Fame and other teammates and guys I've played with. Dude, you put up that bobblehead doll just now. I'm just looking up the numbers. In two, that was 2006, right? 2006, he won. That. Dude, he went off. He had 34 yeah. bombs, 130 RBIs, hit 321. Yeah, dude, went off. Look at that MVP. Look at it. Look at these numbers, man. You forget, like, and not that I forget who Justin Morneau is, but sometimes yeah. you tend to forget some of these guys. You know, who just some had big these- numbers there for the like those. Um- Four or five years straight there, some big numbers. And he's a guy too. Two thousand, he came up two thousand three. Yeah, twenty two years old. Two thousand three, basically went on a ten 
or yeah, 10 year run. And then he played for the Rockies for two years yeah. and then finished up with the White Sox. But he's one of these guys, man. And, and what I find too, with the twins, we're going to talk, I want to talk to you about, you know, some of the, some of these different teams when it comes to payroll and the way they do business and everything else. We're going to dive into that on this episode, but you mentioned too, you said Joe Maurer was up there. Another guy who kind of stays out of the uh, out of the limelight, really. Yeah. You don't hear too much about him. What an nah, absolute nah, stud. Quiet. The, dude, the Twins uh. had just this like core of players. Justin Morneau, Joe Maurer, right? It, from, you know, around the 2003, in those early 2000s, absolute studs. And they weren't going anywhere, right? No, nah, no. Nah, the um, Michael Kadaya was in there. He was yep. there. Uh, Joe Nathan closing out games. I don't know, mate. They, the list goes on. There was uh, a lot of great relievers like uh, Greer and Crane and, and Rincon and um, GC Romero and uh, yeah, a lot yeah. of guys that were, were doing great things for him. Just some some guys I got to play with. It was it was great. Johan Santana there, who uh, is in the Twins Hall of Fame also, and and a guy that won a Cy Young in National League and American League and. I mean, I just remember that guy going out and taking the ball and one year he struck out 265 guys, you know, it was insane. He was a, the, the crazy thing about him too, he was a rule five pick. I mean, from- Oh, that's right. I know the story behind that. I remember that. You came, I believe he came over from the Astros and he was in a ball. It was an a ball rule five and he went to the big leagues and he stuck. And that, uh, yeah. What, he, was his, what was his first year with the twins? I remember his first year with the twins. I believe it was... Oh three, oh four. Somewhere in the early two thousands there, but I do remember he was just the he was like the mop up guy uh, that first year. He was kind of like you know the long guy out of the pen. Yeah, and he just worked his way into that starting um, five, and yeah, he just uh, you know because they had Brad Radke there and Eric Milton those days. Yeah, and then eventually he took over as the ace, and I mean yeah, he went on to have an amazing career. Dude, so his first year was 2000. He got rule five. <laughs> like, and I get it, man. Like that happens. Sometimes guys, and just to explain, if you don't know what the rule five is, uh, when you get to a certain, you know, lifespan of playing in the minor leagues, the team has to protect you on the 40 man roster. So you can't just hang out in the minor leagues for 10 years. So it, they, they have 40 spots on that 40 man roster and they have to choose who, who they can quote unquote protect. So for Johan Santana, basically they, the Astros decided, oh, hey, look, it's more important to protect these guys. He is not going to get put on the roster. Therefore, another team can grab him and say, if he's not on the major league roster, they can take him and bring yeah. him to, to their team, the Twins, obviously, as a Rule 5 pick. But yeah. here's, the, here's the catch. He has to be in the big leagues all year. You can't option yeah. him back and forth. So I, know someone else, I know that happened to someone else that I know of. <laughs> that was made 2005 to the twins the yeah, Mariners yeah, didn't put right. me on the 40 man roster I got rule five to the twins now yeah. uh, we can talk about that spring training too I felt like yeah. I felt like I we'll was like um, yeah I felt like oh here you go buddy have a go I, I did not yeah. feel like I had any chance of making that team or sticking around at all but um yeah. so Johan Santana so his first year was 2000 and 86 innings pitch he actually threw a lot but he was just yeah, a mop-up dude yeah, yeah. he's more of a more of a mop. I remember him. I, me- I remember he went like twelve days one time without pitching. I can remember back then. Yeah, yeah he just the, sit in the bullpen and wouldn't throw, wouldn't throw, just throw bullpens. The following year after that, you can actually once they clear, they have a full year of major league service time. You can then option back and forth. So two thousand one, two thousand, around two thousand one, he was kind of going back and forth. They could option him then. 
Yeah. But then you look at some of his numbers here. My God, man. Once 03 rolled around, he won the Cy Young in 04, but 03, yeah. he just figured it out. 18 starts at 45 games, 18. So he's back and forth, sort of, you know, probably a long guy in the pen. And then you yeah. look at this 2004. Ridiculous. I was insane. I remember coming in, um, we made it to the playoffs in 2004. Well, we made it in the early 2000s a lot. But uh, 2004 came in and pitched after him, actually. He went, I think he went five innings in the playoffs against the Yankees. I remember coming in and pitching two innings after him. Tough guy to follow. You know, he's oh, yeah. pretty pretty well lights out. Filthy changeup. My God. Filthy changeup. You call it the mariposa, which is in Spanish, the, the butterfly. That thing was just floating. Is that, that that that's your Spanish in, in an Australian accent? Yeah, that's that should be another oh, the Mar- Mariposa. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Though. I got I had when I was in A ball, this kid actually still in the big leagues, Rene Rivera is a catcher. I was yeah, in A ball. Yeah, and all the all the Latin dudes wanted me to speak Spanish with an Australian accent. It was hilarious. They're all cracking yeah. up. He gets yeah. on the plane and he got all offended. He thought I was making fun of him. Oh, I wasn't. Yeah, yeah. I was just like, you know, throwing all these these Spanish yeah. words out in an Aussie accent. And it was funny. Yeah. And he got in my face. I was like, you know, nearly yeah. knocked his block off for it. So he rocks up. He goes to Morneau's um, with all these other players. So you're around all these ex-teammates. What what do they all do, man? Like, people ask me this all the time. These guys who make a shitload uh, of money, right? They get done playing. Yeah. They can't just sit on the couch all day. What are these guys doing? Like, what's Johan Santana doing with himself these days? A lot of them just enjoying um, being fathers mate they have families and they're yeah. just enjoying you know the father role you know some of them are coaching their kids in sports and just running them around uh, about- run them all over town and whatnot a few of them are, are working in the front office with teams like tory hunter and the troy hawkins michael kadaya there's uh guys doing tv stuff uh, for the twins so a lot of them stay involved in the game but, uh, there's a lot of them too that are you know like I said, just being fathers and um, you know, swinging a golf club, set of golf clubs around over the shoulder. <laughs> I mean, if if you listen to this, you're probably like, oh man, like, uh, yeah, I'd love that. Like, you know, you're yeah. flogging your guts out five days a week, you know, waiting for your Friday yeah. night. At the same time, I just feel like some of these guys I run into have made a boatload of money. They still have to be productive somehow. You know what yeah, I mean? Exactly. Something. Otherwise, they just kind of, you know, you yeah. imagine. Did you have? I want to ask you this, man. Like. You bring you go do stuff like that. You go up to Justin Morneau's, um, you know, Hall of Fame thing. You get around, you know, some of your ex teammates. You probably brings back a ton of memories. Do you remember when you yeah. got done playing? When you knew it was all said and done? What mm-hmm. like how were you emotional about that? We, did you feel like you're going to miss it? Did you want to keep going on, or did you have other things in mind? Uh, yeah, definitely emotional. It's a hard decision because once you make that decision, then that's it. You know, I mean. Yeah, some guys come out of retirement, but you don't really hear too many guys coming out of retirement. There's a handful, right? For me, it was it was time. I knew you know, my kids were going to school and I was going to get that opportunity just to be a dad and, and take them to school and enjoy them. And yeah, it's, it, it takes a lot too to jump on a plane every few days and traveling all over the place and spring training. And yeah, yeah there's, there's more behind the scenes stuff than, you know, just turning the games on and watching the game as a fan. You know, I think, you got to understand it's living out of a suitcase. It's, um, it's not easy on you sometimes. And uh, you never know where you're going to be some days too. Once the kids yeah. start going to school, you know, you see some people, they put the kids in school and then all of a sudden a guy gets traded and they got to move them out of one school and into another. So yeah. I started thinking about things like that and 
you know, they can uh, stay here in their local town and go to school and never have that issue. The other thing is too, every summer is gone basically. I mean, you think about it, kids yeah. get off, once you're in school, they get off the summer and then you're heading over to the ballpark at two, three o'clock in the afternoon yeah. every single day. So yeah, like, they, no- they're going to the beach and I'm going to the ballpark. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's why some guys, when I was doing this a year ago and you know, obviously COVID had hit and it started to warm up. Some yeah. players I was talking to, even Max Scherz was like, hey, man, I'm loving the fact that I can go hang out in the middle of summer. I've never been able to do this, you know, with his family. Oh, yeah, I know. It's been years. And, and you miss, you have a lot of things you miss. Yeah. I mean, even, um, you know, I love to go do a little skiing these days now, get out on the slopes. Something that I didn't do when I was playing because I was playing. too worried about getting hurt or whatnot. Kind of let your hair down a little bit, so to speak, and live your life a little bit more now and not have to worry so much. Yeah, for um, sure. That's one thing, man. Well, a couple things on that. I, as soon as I got done playing, bang, straight out out to Park City, Utah, hitting the slopes. You know, because I used to, yeah. I used to go down down to the snow, down to Buddy Parish of Smiggins as a kid. Yeah. The other thing, though, I got you know, I got into doing um, stuff on TV and radio, and I found myself all of a sudden, my kids are at because I didn't have kids when I was playing. My kids yeah, are at yeah. school age, and here I am, like, see ya. Like, for example, I drove Kennedy to school this morning. This afternoon, yeah. I won't, you know, won't be able to see her because I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. heading out to the out, out of the field. That's why, like, you know, the off season, you look yeah. for the off season. So it's just interesting, man. I, I just I get asked that all the time, and there's such a spectrum. You've got guys who, you know, financially they have to work when they get yeah. done playing. They, they made a lot of money, yeah. they put it all in the bank, and they've invested in stuff. But you do yeah. can't just some guys just can't live off what you made. That's just the way yeah. it goes. There's a ton yeah. of guys out there, and some guys on the yeah. other end of the spectrum. They've just got all this frigging time on their hand. Yeah, I mean, it depends the kind of lifestyle you want to live, I guess, too. Yeah, no, I mean, I've run into a couple of guys and they're like, oh, yeah, I'm just sitting around doing nothing. And I'm like, I don't know how you're doing that. But he, he must be, you know, I don't know what he's no, doing. Insane. He's living in a in a shoebox and he's got, keeps the, you know, the cost down. And, and, and that's the life he wants to live. Then you want to, you know, maybe live a more extravagant lifestyle. Yeah, you keep yeah. the income coming in. It doesn't stop. But like you said, I think the main thing is, you want to stay busy and stay productive and and do things and and um keep your mind going and there's there's plenty of opportunities out there and this game i believe has given me plenty of opportunities other than just yeah. playing baseball amount of people you get to meet and go on into other avenues you see that a lot too man <laughs> guys who you know go big when they're playing because every two weeks well only really well i don't know how it is for you when you sign your long-term deal but uh, if you spread it out over 12 months, but yeah. I remember, you know, you get that check every two weeks and it's a lot and you're yeah. like, Oh, well, you know, I have all this money that I can, there's a certain way I can live all of a sudden, boom, you yeah. get done playing those, that income just stops. Some guys yep. struggle making that transition too. You can't just yeah. go out and get dumb with like buying, you know, dumb flashy shit all the time. Yeah. You're going to buy your Gucci handbags and man bags. <laughs> <laughs> there's plenty of them floating around. Let me tell you. Oh, Jesus. Those guys who get yeah. those September- all those Gucci man bags you see on eBay now, they're all the XMLB. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> exactly. Dude, plenty of them floating around. The guys who come up, they get a September call up yeah. and they're there for probably, two weeks. Probably pick one up on the cheap now. Oh right, yeah, for sure. <laughs> what is it? Yeah, what is it that mate? Marketplace, like- Facebook marketplace. Yeah. <laughs> you go from some ho dunk triple A town where you're just like wearing the same, yeah, you know, same crap every same day. Same pair Don't- of jeans. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah, same pair of jeans. So all of Shopping a sudden, at Walmart. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, doing the TV <laughs> scam, the TV scam at Walmart. Did you ever do that? What's that? Where you basically you go to Walmart, you get a big 
big flat. Oh, know, yeah, the two, the, yeah, and then take it back in six months or whatever. Yeah. 90, <laughs> 90 days, 90 days. <laughs> yeah, back in the early, uh, earlier years, yeah. You would. still do that, I wonder, in the mine leagues. That's what we used to do. And for those, if you're wondering what we're talking about, basically, you you, you and your, your 16 roommates in the two bedroom would go buy a flat screen TV for a couple, whatever it was, 500 bucks, whatever. Yeah. You go set the thing up, watch it. You look after it. You keep the box, keep the foam in the box, the whole thing. And then uh, right on the 89th day, you got 90 days to return at Walmart. On the 89th day, we might get sued here from Walmart. But uh, the 89th day, you, you pack uh, the thing up, you take it back. And no, yeah. no questions asked. Well, Remember, I mean, the thing is, the thing is, it's hard when you you, you can't throw out your suitcase. You know what I mean? It's tough in our situation trying yeah, to find a lease yeah. the whole nine. But I mean, mate, talking about finances and talking about a bit of that kind of stuff, it leads me to um, another thing here I want to talk about, and that's with team payroll. Oh yeah, we've we've had a little bit of a talk about this, and we've we've kind of gone over a few things here, and we've got some numbers here in front of us. When you take a look at them, the number one that stands out for me, obviously the highest payroll in baseball, Los Angeles Dodgers. And they sit at they sit atop there with 267 million. When you narrow it yeah. down to the 26 man, it's 205 million. Yeah. So so you look at that and, and we're looking at the same website here. You're looking at 200, 267 million for the Dodgers. You're buried 24 million. Basically, they're paying players that don't play with them anymore. Right. Yeah, being traded away or, yeah. or released. Yeah, and then you're looking at um, players that they've retained. Um, yeah, players that re- retained. Players um, on the injured reserve. Yeah, injured players. Twelve million, twelve million bucks getting paid to injured players. Fair enough, whatever. And yeah. then you've got, and then you got obviously the the active players. So I mean, obviously the Dodgers just year in year out, they're probably the most consistent team. Yeah, I would say. You know, what would you say in the last how many years? I mean, well, as, as far as I can think back, maybe the last five or five or yeah, six. Yeah, when, when they switched noticed. ownerships, and 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 this is something that you know you talked about going up with the Minnesota Twins. They're a small market team. I mean, whatever that means. I mean, the owners of the Twins are multi billionaires anyway. It's not like yeah, the Pollards. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Whoever they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but but when you look at that, the, the, first of all, the Dodgers, how, they've been up in the highest, like the upper echelon of payrolls, like the New York Yankees and the Red Sox and the Mets. Um, yeah. I would say they switched ownership around, what, two, 2014 when um, yeah, Magic Johnson rolled in, Guggenheim. Yeah. That, I do took- remember that year because their payroll jumped. It went up to like $250 million overnight. Yeah. They're like, all right, here's an open checkbook. They signed a deal. I think it was like a TV deal for 30 yep. years. That's right. And they basically said, just sign whoever you want. Let's win it all. Kind yeah. of mentality. They have that. They have their own TV network, essentially. And basically, yeah. it's a Dodgers channel. And and this is the other thing, too. Just on that, I'll be quick with this because I do want to dive into <clears> some of this stuff and the way, you know, te- how teams try and do this with the rebuild and everything else. We're going to talk about that. You know, back in Australia, you hear this all the time. Oh, half the stadiums are empty. That's not where they're making their money. They're making their money yeah. from TV rights, deals, the whole gamut when it comes to yeah. what they do. That's how the these fairy teams- floss, the fairy floss sales and the beer sales. I mean, that <laughs> yeah. helps. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That That's might not- pay for your rookie's salary, five hundred and twenty-five grand, but. The yeah, big for dogs sure. are coming from TV for sure. One hundred percent. And there's other, obviously other industry around the ballpark and, and and you know marketing and stuff. Yeah. Well, MLB. So MLB essentially owns 
all the MLB basically says, listen, you have to give, I want to say it's like around 15 to 16 of your games. So like, for example, I work for root sports. That's an, that's the regional, but MLB can come in and say, we can take, if we want to uh, 15 or 16 of your games, I think it is. We can give them to ESPN. We can give them to Fox Sports, Fox Sports One. We can give them to YouTube. We can yeah. give them to, it used to be Facebook a couple years ago. I used to work a couple of those games and they can mm-hmm. distribute however they want. And Root Sports yeah. just say, well, damn, we then lose 15 games of, of TV advertising and everything else. Yankees yep. and Red Sox are going to lose 15 of their games to ESPN and, and Fox and everything else. Yeah, but you look yeah. at this, man. Some of these payrolls, it's ridiculous. You're like, oh, wow, it's just going up and up and up. But yeah. then you start looking down the bottom here all right you yep. got the, <laughs> and we're talking total this is injured players money's a, that's buried everything from yeah. cleveland indians and this is 2021 baltimore Orioles, cleveland indians pittsburgh pirates and then to, around to the, be yeah. to be the cleveland guardians i have to add that's right the guardian <laughs> yeah whoops yeah well <laughs> i wonder if they guard any of this 48 million so 48 million bucks yeah. as opposed to the 267 million dollars that's that's the spectrum we're talking about here yeah, that's from the that's from top to bottom. Top to bottom, and it's yeah. It just, I mean, I mean, you, you look at the you look at their record this year, and and they're not too bad. The Cleveland Indians, honestly, for forty eight million, it's not too bad. Right. But then we go to the just second. Then we go up to Baltimore. They're fifty three million, and Baltimore's lost over a hundred games. I mean, they've been nothing short of awful, really. Yeah, <laughs> and you can and you can keep going up the line there. Pittsburgh, Miami, you get to Tampa at 70 to 71 million. And now you say, hang on. Well, maybe you can do it at that because, yeah, I mean, they're the best team in the American League. So there's a Seattle Mariners at 81 million. They've been very successful this yep. year. So there are a few teams that you can exclude from here, I think, based off of, and I'm going to throw it out there with the, with the GM of Andrew Friedman. I mean, he, he's been on both ends of the spectrum. Yeah. He's been here at Tampa and had success at, at 60, 70 million. And then he's gone over to uh, the Los Angeles Dodgers and he signed a five-year deal over there. And that's when they really turned it on. So he's got an open checkbook sure. over there. He actually cut some payroll back, I believe, from I haven't looked at the numbers, but he has put up team after team after team out there. And um, they've obviously been in the World Series a few times. So he's had great success and it all comes from within you know from yeah. uh, leadership like that uh there's other clubs here like you said that you know i think you want to you want to dive into here as far as are we rebuilding are we you know are we throwing yeah. dollars and cents around here just to put a team together and there's a whole lot of things that you know we can get into here well see okay on that now you mentioned friedman now he's obviously very good at what he does right and i say that because you mentioned both ends, ends of the spectrum he's had a low budget team when you were there, 2008, it goes to a World Series. Then you go yeah. to the Dodgers, and there's a whole nother list of challenges because you have this big payroll and the expectations change and everything. Everyone's like, well, he's just got a bunch of money. That's all you need to win. No, it's not the fact. Yeah. There's other teams here, the New York Mets, that cannot, that are not getting it done with this huge payroll. It's insane. You've got you know, yep. some of these other teams as well. But here's the thing, man. You look at this. Now, if you listen to this conversation, you're sitting there thinking, well, the Dodgers just have $267 million and the Baltimore Orioles have... Uh, 53 million dollars payroll uh no wonder well here's the here's the difference and you're like well where's the competitive balance yeah. this is this is my issue and this is something that the players are starting to echo all over the mlb it's going to be interesting this offseason 
Is, yeah, with the collective bargaining coming up, correct? Exactly. All right. These teams now, Baltimore Orioles, I'll throw the D-backs in there, the Pittsburgh Pirates, yep. what they do, they completely slash the payroll. We all know that. They're like, oh, we're in this rebuilding. You just mentioned that. It's not cut and dry. Everyone just tends to think that, and this is where I have the issue with, everyone tends to think, that oh, I'm just going to do what the Cubs or the Astros did a couple of years ago when, when um, Theo Epstein walked into the Chicago Cubs and basically told everyone in spring training, this current team, I'm not here for you. I'm here for the guys who are in A-ball down there because we've got a five-year plan. He called it a five-year plan. Basically, yeah, yeah. Wave, wave the white flag saying that we're not going to be competitive for the next couple of years at all. So the fans yeah. have to sit there and deal with you know 80 to 100 losses every single uh, the next couple of years and wait it out for five years and that's just public knowledge now everyone just kind of admits yeah. that and that's yeah. kind of the economics of baseball now the okay well that's all well and good it's not that cut and dry and you've seen it the Baltimore Orioles have been in this situation for years and years if if and we talk about you know getting people on seats at stadiums have you ever seen an mm. Orioles game it's dressed like a seat night <laughs> <laughs> it is mate yeah. it's it's Who's going to go and who is going to go and watch that? Right. And you yeah, are saying no. this. It is. It's sad. It's sad, mate. You are seeing this <clears throat> with, I, I want to say, I'm just going to look here at this payroll real quick. You're looking at this at one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I'm just counting up the 10. A good third, if not more, teams that go into this quote unquote rebuild, right? Mm, yeah. There has to be, and you talk about, oh, well, it has to be a balance. The balance needs to be at the bottom. There has to be something put in place, which is what they're working in this offseason. You cannot allow these teams. And look, I'm not, I don't know the economics whatsoever, but you yeah. can't allow these teams for their fan base and for their organization and for the health of the game and everything else to go and just say, you know what, screw this. We're just going to sell off every decent player here, trade them off. We're just mm -hmm. going to get a bunch of kids and wait. And hopefully our double A players work out, our A ball players work out. I don't want to see that, man. And if I'm a Dodgers yeah. fan and we go to play Baltimore or, you know, the, 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 the Tigers who are starting to pick it up or the P Pittsburgh Pirates, I don't want to have to go watch my team play the Pirates, just play a, a double-A team. I want to see a stud yeah. Pirates team play against my stud Dodgers team. Well, when you say the attendance there, I, I had to bring it up. I had to look it up. Baltimore is actually ranked 26th out of the 30 teams. They have an average, they're averaging 10,151 to a game. My God. Now we all know that some of those are season ticket holders and they're not sitting in the stands. So you might see less and less. Yeah. What is very appealing, what's eye-opening to me, and I'm here in Tampa Bay and I've seen it year after year after year. I'm not calling anyone out. Yeah. I love you guys. I love everybody. I know we have a huge TV fan base here. Like in Tampa, they, they watch the games. They turn the TV on. Yeah. They have great ratings, I believe. But 9,500. Come wow. on, guys. 9,500. We need, we need to get out to the games yeah. a little bit more. And I don't know if, yeah. it's, if it means we've got to get the new stadium or, or, or what's going to happen there. But we do need to get out to the games, I believe. I mean, I, for a team that's the best in the American League, that – really shouldn't be the case i can see toronto here is at 8800 now a lot of that is because of covid buffalo yeah that's that's not really oakland where i've played at 8700 well they, they got a whole i just learned all about i spoke it's, to one of the pr people last last week Miami's whole, at the last place miami florida so speaking of miami you go back to 2012 
I don't know if you remember, they had a gun team. They they did the whole strip down, and then they had the yeah. one year where they're just going for it. They actually did that a couple times. Late 90s, they did that. They've done um, well at it. Well, yeah, but but the, yeah, but here's the thing, man. Like 2012, they had a brand new stadium, right? Yeah. And they had um, and they all of a sudden just brought in, they paid a bunch of money for everyone for this new stadium, the whole thing. And the place was packed for a year. And yep. they struggled. Um, like, you know, Jose Reyes was there. Um, a, I mean, a bunch of guys. You know, the list yeah, that's of, right. There's yep. a huge list of, list of players. And they they didn't do well. What did they do? Yeah. Everyone's gone. Yeah, the, that's it. Two years gone. later or the year later, they're gone. And since then, they have Keep not been competitive, competitive since then. And you, and you look, yeah. they've got a brand new stadium. Now, Tampa's in a little bit different situation. They've got, a, they got a, you know, that's that, that Tropicana field. No offense, but, you know, they can clean it up a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah, and and it's one of these things. You build that new stadium. Texas Rangers just had that. Now they got bit by the whole COVID thing, but Texas, yeah. the Texas Rangers are in that now. They've stripped it down. Nothing going on. They've got a brand new stadium. The team's mm-hmm. terrible. Going to lose a boatload of games this year, or they did lose a boatload of games this year. I just think yeah. there has to be something. Going to see where now. they sit. Actually, they're, they're Texas on are not- actually uh, the the fourth highest attendance with the new stadium. Twenty six thousand a game averaging. But look at that. But this is my point, man. They got a brand new stadium and their team's terrible. Who wants to watch that? And they got twenty six thousand out there to a game, right? And they're yeah. not, but they're not winning. But they still got it's a, a new stadium. So I think that's maybe just the you know, obviously yeah. the the appeal of the new stadium is obviously bringing good, people out there. So put a good team on the field, like seriously. Now go yeah. back, go back to now. And you mentioned the Oakland days earlier. They got a whole other list of issues going on outside of baseball with that stadium and the ownership and season ticket holders and stuff. We can talk about that. I learned some stuff last week. I was, my mind was blown, but, yeah. um, but going back to that, there has to be something. <clears throat> it's not about a, a salary cap, right? I think it's a salary bottom. Each team should have to is forced to spend X amount of dollars. There has yeah. to be something against this. Oh, yeah. we didn't do well this year. We're just going to tear it all down do a $50 million payroll. And guess what fans, you're going to sit through this shit for, for three years of a hundred, hundred game losses. Maybe yeah. we might be good after that. Yeah. And then, uh, I mean, that's, that's something that's coming up in the collective bargain agreement. I think we've both seen that, that they're asking teams to, to spend a minimum of a hundred million, I believe is what they're trying to get. Uh, you- so it's going to be interesting to say, you know, which way this goes. And I mean, I, I do see, a team like Tampa was going to have a big fight against it because they're going to say we we win at seventy million. Other teams right are going point. to say, "Yeah, you guys should spend a hundred million. So it's definitely going to be a there's going to be a hard fought fight over this. I don't know how it's going to go, but I mean, looking here, you look at a so if we said a hundred million and they brought this into effect, at the moment there's eighteen teams over a hundred million. Right, the Milwaukee Brewers. Are just under a hundred million. So and, and that includes 18, and that includes buried money and injured players. Everything. The whole yeah. nine. Yeah. yeah, the whole nine. Yeah. So you've only got at the moment eighteen teams. The Colorado Rockies are at one fourteen three oh nine. So the other the other twelve teams, we could sit here and say it's not acceptable. I suppose. Or well, maybe yeah. you could say Texas and, and Milwaukee are on the peak there. But from Oakland down, you'd say it's not acceptable. It's not enough. They're asking. What they're saying is we want you to spend a hundred million each year. Right. So it's definitely gonna be interesting. And um, but you know, we'd like to see, like you said, you you want to see the games competitive. You don't want to see, 
you know, someone going out there. Like, look at Tampa this year. I know it's their payroll's lower, a little bit higher than uh, Baltimore. But, I mean, I think I think they went out and played 16 games against each other or maybe 19 games against each other and and, and was like 18 and one. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's insane. So, what's the differences there? It's not the payroll there, but it's the there's something going on within the front office that yeah. someone needs to be doing, you know? To yeah, make and I think too, and, better. And, and you know, I've, I've, I've experienced this last couple of years with the Mariners too. They, they do the whole, they've done, gone through the whole rebuild last couple of years uh, and they're having success. They're having success. Yeah. A lot of this comes down to, it's not as cut and dry as bringing all these, getting all these first round draft picks. Because if you don't yeah. know this, by the way, the, the worst record gets the first pick overall, the second worst record gets the second pick overall and so on and so forth. That's that competitive balance, right? Yeah. But so all these teams, they try and load up on these draft picks, the higher picks um, and their scouting and player development. That's a big part of it. Now, Tampa Bay, obviously from that foundation level, that minor league level too, they obviously do really good things uh, from a player development standpoint. I've yep. been in the minor leagues, Grant, so have you. I've seen good player development and I've seen terrible player development. I was with the Boston yeah. Red Sox. I was in the minor leagues with the Boston Red Sox. Blown away how good, how good they are player development-wise, man. You go into that yeah. organization, and I played in the big leagues at this point for, for you know before I got there. So it wasn't like I was some 20-year-old. You go into their system – there is a respect level for the front office. There's a respect level for what they're trying to do and, and how their philosophies and everything like that. They're all on yeah. the same page. There's communication and they draft really, really well. The Yankees, yeah. same thing. Yankees are a big payroll team. They draft really well. I think well. the scouting comes into that too, right? You got to have the scouting was yeah. part of that development too. You know, like you can't just have a bunch in. of drongos out there picking players. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right, no, I got my, was, I got my spot on. Oh, spot got, on. Yeah. So I think I think that's a big part of it too, man. And and obviously when you look at these teams and and some of the things that I'm 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 gonna be um I can't wait to see what kind of ideas they come up with here because I cannot watch, I cannot watch half of baseball tanking, sucking with a double A team. And if I'm yeah. a fan of another team going to play that team, sucks. I don't want to watch that. I don't want to watch it. I want to watch superstars play against superstars. I just I'm I'm curious to see what these, you know, these these smart dudes come up with. And you've got to have that balance of ex-players and people being around the game, besides these economists and everything else, to come up with the situation to stop this tank for two, three years, come out. Yeah. And then go all in for a year. Like, look at the San Diego Padres. This is what I don't want to see from the Padres. Now, I love the fact yeah. that they did all these. I was about teams. to bring them up myself because I've seen them go back and forward. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Spend a lot of money, get rid of it, come back, spend a lot of money again. Yeah. And really I, not have the success that they should be having. Yeah. That, that's a great example. Baseball is alive and well in San Diego. Places getting packed down there. They're loving it. Fernando Tatis, the whole thing. And yeah. they've they've gone all in this year. Now they didn't do well, didn't work out. They they're coming in third place. They came in third place um, with the arguably against uh, you know two of the top teams in the game too, right. the Dodgers and San Francisco. But they should be up there with them. Yeah. So what do they do now? Are they just going to sell off their team and stuff like that? If I'm a Padres fan, I just sit through a couple of years of just nothing, get all excited for this year. Doesn't quite work out. You build off that. I, that's my point. As opposed to yeah. these teams sucking this year and all of a sudden half the team's gone blake snell goes on to somewhere else hugh darvish goes off and you just dismantle it 
and you're sitting there going, well, what the hell? Like, what am I yeah. doing? That's where Major League Baseball as a whole is in trouble yeah. if they continue to allow that to happen, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, and I mean, you've got all these all these fans too. You got to you got to think about the fans. You know, they're they're throwing all these jerseys out there. One one minute you Darvish and like you said, Blake Snell's got a Padres jersey, and then yeah, you know, next thing you know, he's wearing a Cubs jersey, and it's like, well, you know, you, how many how many teams have you been to, or how many games have you been to where you see, you know, old jerseys, and the guy's only there for five yeah. minutes. You know what I mean? He's still well, wearing that jersey. You can't expect the fan to turn around and spend another two hundred bucks on a jersey. I, I mean, you'd like to think so, but hundred percent agree. Yeah, you got to you got to hold on to some of these guys, and hopefully they do. And we come from, and that's the other thing too. You went up to, and that's what I was talking about with the Twins, man. You got Joe Mauer, Justin Morneau, basically spend their whole career there. But I love it when a guy plays the whole the whole career with a team. It's super rare in baseball. I get that. Yeah. But you know, we come from Australia, where basically you play for a you know play footy for a team, you pr- pretty much with them your whole career. That's just kind of the way yeah. it goes. Yeah, most of the blokes it seemed to be. You turn seem to be, you know, yeah. They're not changing that much. Just recently that I feel like there's been a little bit more where they start to trade a little bit more yeah. and do that kind of stuff. But up before that, yeah, they were Parramatta Reels, mate. You could pretty much name the, the starting thirteen for, for ten straight years, you know. Exactly. And Fire that, a couple that others. exactly. And that and that, you know, to to the next point, the trade deadline was insane this year. It was so there was nothing in the middle. There was a little bit of middle, but it was all it was all in. I've got 10, 10 teams that are going all in. And the rest of them are just like, it, get whatever I got, take it because I'm just going to strip it down. We're going into a rebuild. We didn't, yeah. we, we, we're not making the playoffs this year. So let's just rebuild. There's no middle ground. There's no, oh, hey, we're pretty good this year. Let's try and build for next year. Yeah. You know? Well, um, the thing is, there, sh- there should be more of that. There should be some more middle ground to me because now we've got the wild card and we're giving more opportunity for teams to get into the playoffs. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Obviously, there's that extra fifth spot there. Yeah. You know, teams getting in. And you see, you know, obviously, you know, shout out to all the Seattle uh, Mariners fans up there. Yeah. They're hanging on. Yeah. They've still got a chance to get in. They're very yeah. close. You know, at least they've, um, you know, at least they've got an opportunity. I love the fact that they do do that nowadays yeah. and they, they give that opportunity to teams and clubs. And so they should be spending, they should be going in a little more than they are, you know, to be more competitive. That's- knowing that there's more, more opportunity there for the playoffs. That's that's another thing too. No one wants to change the playoffs, but when you start adding teams, I don't want to just give teams who have losing records a chance to play in the playoffs. But if you do add maybe one more team in there or do something like that, incentivize you to say, hey, we can be competitive enough where we don't have to strip it down because it's frigging hard to win this division. All right. Okay, moving on. I want to keep this keep this rolling. And that's a, that's a conversation for another time, what they should do with the playoffs, et cetera, et cetera. But who cares? The playoffs have just started right now. I'm excited, super excited. Yep. But it is time for That's Grouse, the Australian segment. Now, the, last week we did a uh, – he's, he's got his bang. The bang is up there. You, you, you're doubling up on the on the flavor. What, what do we, that's the tropical orange or something? What is that? Uh, this is Florida the, uh, orange or something? Star, the Star Blast, mate. Oh, the Star Blast. All right. Goes that's down like – Goes down like, uh, oh man, it's beautiful. Goes down like bloody razor blades by the looks of it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, nice little segue into the Aussie segment. Now, last week we did a movie review. We got a lot of, uh, apparently, I butchered some of the lines. Whatever. All right. Uh, apparently, a lot. Mate, of they're the calling strange- you a drongo back home. Yeah, yeah. I was exactly. I was getting called a drongo. But I listen to these two drongos. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna play uh, travel agent here, right? We're gonna work at flight yeah. center. Right, yeah. <laughs> so, so, someone walks in now. This is for the Americans, and this is this is for the Aussies. Who, by the way, the reason we're doing this, the reason we're playing travel agent here, 
is because the borders apparently, apparently, I don't know, maybe by Chrissy, maybe Santa can get into Australia. You speak to the Prime Minister back in Australia, did you, mate? Yeah, ScoMo, mate. Me and ScoMo got on the blower, had a bit of a chat. I said, mate, let, let us in, mate. Let, let us in. It's been a while. Yeah, let, let, I'll stay. I'll, st- I'll get a hotel for about a week and then I'm good to go. I'll have a, have a, a, yeah. a, a um, spicy cough test and I'll be good to go, mate. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, who knows what's going to happen, but they're talking about opening the borders up. Now, this is what I want to do, Grant. I want, you've got, I get asked this all the time by these bloody yeah. Americans over here, like, oh, I want to go to Australia. Yeah, Let, yeah. Let's play a travel agent. What are you doing, man? You, you've got two weeks, all right? You've got American rolling in, flying in from LAX on that long haul flight yeah. on Qantas 747 on the Dugong. On, that's the Airbus, right? Yeah. <laughs> they're flying yeah. in, row 37, window Oof, seat. Tough seat. that's a a tough one watch a couple movies on the plane well if you can get off your wallet and grab yourself a business class seat you'll be doing yourself a favor if not you're gonna sit in uh cattle class no i'm not it's gonna be a lot it's gonna be a long trip it goes me whole holiday mate 10 grand for a business class seat you're kidding are you maybe you because you you know because it's it's gonna cost you a a packet mate it's gonna cost you an absolute packet Cause you're a big, you're a big American sports star, mate. You can do that. The rest of us. <laughs> All right. So you get on the plane, you've got two weeks, you're flying into Sydney. What do you got, man? What, what are some recommendations here? Oh, mate, I guess I got two weeks. Well, I've flown right in from, from uh, America. I'm just knowing Australia, just so everybody gets an idea. Australia is roughly the same size as America. So you want to fly across country. It'll take you five and a half, six hours to fly across country just like it would here in the States. So last thing you want to do, fly into Sydney airport and then jump on another plane for another five and a half hours. Exactly. So we're going to forget the West coast. Sorry, Perth. Sorry guys. It's just yeah. too far. There's some beautiful areas over there, but I've only got two weeks. If you tell me out a month, I'd come over there and visit Perth and um, I wouldn't all the South side. Well, nah. you know, I could anyway, care, I could care less. I could care mate, less mate about Perth. I'll, I'll fly right in there. The mascot airport, fly right over the Harbor bridge. You look like you're going to land in the water and boom, you're on the runway and you're off, off and you going. Go. <laughs> I booked myself into a hotel uh, somewhere downtown in the city there. Uh, check out the, go for a little bit of a bridge climb, loosen up. <laughs> yeah, probably hit, uh, there's, there's another little thing you can do at Centerpoint Tower there. Where you can walk out on the glass thing, get a great view. You can uh, get in there to Circular Quay, mate, and take the ferry out past uh, Taronga Zoo. Out to Mealy, right. yeah. the beaches. I, I will say, um, I will say, Taronga Zoo. I don't know if you, if your, yeah. if your kids have been. Taronga Zoo is pretty epic, man. When you're talking about zoos. Oh, mate, so- I took the kids a couple of years back. Yeah. Met my auntie down there. They had the the big um, light show there. Right. Oh, it's unreal. Yeah. It's, it's, it's there's nothing better. It's right on the water there. I mean, it's beautiful. It's all right. So. So you're getting the ferry over to Manly. You got to get out of Sydney though, yeah. man. I mean, you got two um, weeks. Yeah. No, I mean, I, you know, I'll try to catch. Obviously, spend a bit of time around the city. Whatever. Yeah. Might get out into the burbs. Meet a, you know, catch up with a few friends or whatever. I'll be there in Sydney for a few days. Probably spend three or four days there. Just get you know adjusted, acclimated. Yeah. You know, sorry all you Melbourneites, but uh, I'm gonna head up, head up the coast, up the Sunshine Coast, mate. <laughs> Jump on a plane about an hour. Giving Melbourne the flick to. Uh, up the Brizzy, up the Gold Coast. And from there, I'm going to spend a few days on the beach and probably head no- even further north, mate. Probably hit the Whit Sundays up there. Daintree Rainforest, uh, Great Barrier Reef. I mean, you talk about, you know, paradise, mate. Mate, Everyone you are skipping. Check out the Whit Sundays. 
you are skipping a huge tourist attraction we have spoken in depth about the big banana mate you're not you're not uh, driving yeah. past the big banana or what you're flying you're getting straight on the on the plane on the bird off you go I'll spend, you know i'm going to spend some time i'll spend some time in the cities there um no doubt straight but, on um, scoot airways yeah, or whatever it's called if i got the kiddies with me we'll hit the big banana if i don't i'll skip it <laughs> <laughs> but uh, i'll probably two weeks i'll probably just hit um, i'm thinking hit sydney all the way up to queensland right. there and then uh, probably come back and spend, uh, you know, a little bit of time on the uh, on the central coast, mate, up in uh, up in New South Wales. Might right, have right. a little visit to Newcastle. There we go. Yeah, yeah, we're talking. Ryan I was Ryan Smith up in Newcastle. Take it out of mum in central coast there on the beaches. There we go. Uh, mate, the Aussie, yeah, the Aussie beaches is nothing better, right? They're oh, awesome. Mate, mate they're the best better, beaches uh, in the world. I don't no. care where you live, who you are. We've got the best beaches in Australia. And, um, 100%. Prove me wrong if if, if if you think I am, but, uh, mate, they're, they're unbelievable. Yeah, you live down in Florida. I live I lived in L.A. for a while. Nothing – I'm sorry, mate. Nothing comes close. Not even close. Yeah. You talk about the surf, the, oh, yeah. the sand, the, the landscape. It's unbelievable. All right. Now, speaking of that, this is what I'm doing. I'm very specific when I give these details. Now, I'm not, look, I'm not going right. to sit here and go, hey, you just spend your whole two weeks in Newey. Sitting there hanging out at the Jolly Roger, right? Uh, pub. <laughs> yeah, the Great Northern or Fanny's. I'm pretty sure they still have Fanny's there. Fanny's is a little nightclub, my old stomping ground. Anyway, that's the story for another time. But this is what I'm doing: flying into Sydney. It's a couple of days, obviously hitting Circular Key all, all over the all over the shop. You know, yeah. the Botanical Gardens. Probably check out Bondi Beach. You know, whatever. I'm not a, not a huge yeah. fan of Bondi Beach. There's way better yeah. beaches. I would probably spend a day out in the Northern Beaches. Uh, yep. Shout out to out, out on the northern beaches, Palm Beach, where they film Home and Away. Arabian. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I'm maybe, get, but I am renting a car. This is why. You drive there up you the east coast, mate. Drop in at Newey for a day, right? Come hang out with yeah. me for a day. I'll, I'll show you. I'll show you around Australia's best kept secret. And then I'm driving up. I'm, I'm going straight yeah. past the big banana. Sorry. Unless if I got the kids, yeah, yeah fair enough. Coffs Harbour gets a little bit of love, but I am yeah. going to Byron Bay. 100 percent oh yeah byron's a great spot actually yeah now it is a little overran by like a ton of tourists and stuff when i was a kid a couple of drongos yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah another bit, yeah a bunch of drongos a lot a lot a lot of um a lot of yuppies as you, you say yeah. up in the states yeah a lot, a lot yeah. of hippies slash yuppies it's kind of like that boutique you know yeah, i believe marnie i believe marnie used to live up that way oh yeah nice. yeah, yeah she got a she got a bed and breakfast you can stay at yeah mate, yeah <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, but Byron Bay, I would drive up the up the coast. I'd probably stop, you know, stop off at a couple Great of beaches. Great spot for everyone that doesn't know it. Oh yeah, for sure, it's unreal. Yeah, whatever tickles your fancy, mate. It's got to be everything for everyone. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> then I'm driving, then I'm driving up to the Gold Coast, but I am hitting up. I am hitting the Great Barrier Reef. I will say, whether you, yeah. I'd get my diving certification, right? Yep. Open water. Are you, do you have your diving certification? Uh, no, I've done a couple of dives, but I don't have the certification. That only lasts a couple of years or something. So, mate, I got I'll mine. Have to, no, I'll you have to redo it. it. I, mate, I, I got to say, I went up diving up off the reef. It was unreal. But, um, yeah. but uh, no, so basically, I am renting a car. I'm hitting a bunch of spots up and down the East Coast. Now, if you listen to this and you are from Australia, you do have that sneaky little spot that we're missing. Fill us in and we'll throw it on. We'll throw it on the list. Of our, of our travel agency. Yeah, I'd love to hear about it. Oh, for sure. I'm, I might even go check we out. we got one of the oldest rainforests up there too, the Daintree Rainforest, which yeah, is Yeah, that's right, mate. Right that's there right. by the Great Barrier Reef. It's on one side of the road and the other side of the road is the Great Barrier Reef, mate. You see waterfalls coming down on one side, 
the roof on the other. So it's gorgeous. Just don't go swimming. Yeah, everyone's like, oh, everything in Australia can kill you. I will say this, mate. If you go up to that northern Queensland, yeah, be careful you're walking around that water's edge, mate. Those yeah, you got the sharks and the crocs. And They're the crocs. Coming at you yeah, from, one side you got the crocs. End. The other side you got the um the uh saltwater crockies. They'll just they'll they'll just come up and just rip you straight off the bloody shore. Rip you mate. Shreds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can go visit the big bogan if you do want to go inland out in the uh you don't want to call it the outback, the, the big Aussie oh, bogan. Yeah. Yeah, he's and in Dubbo uh, Zoo, mate. Go and hit Dubbo Zoo. There you go. Drive through Dubbo Zoo. You can get there the car go. and you can drive around. Tigers a, come right up to the windows. That's a that's a detour. That's, that's a big sure. attraction. I'm 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 just staying on the coast. You got two weeks, mate. I'm just staying. Well, on I guess the coast. you got. Yeah, I'll probably stay on the coast. But I guess you, you. We the other thing we're thinking of is that the old Blue Mountains, mate, up there. Yeah. yeah. Three yeah. sisters and the, and the whole nine. If you can get inland a little bit. Great went with Lawson and Henry Wentworth and Lawson, mate. The, You're right. The you are. That's Blacks right. on Wentworth and Lawson, the the uh, all through the uh, the Blue What's Mountains. The year, there. Uh, yeah. Hey, be careful! We get. I'm no drongo. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Hey, we get critiqued here on our on our Aussie history, so be careful what you say. And then you got the Twelve Apostles down in Melbourne. We're not going oh, to yeah, Melbourne though. Down in South Australia. Hey, you know what? You know what I might be doing if we are going to head south. Right? Yeah. I might even hit up the Gong, mate. Wollongong. Oh, down the Gong, yeah. <laughs> Gone. If, I'm not joking. If, it, it is it, it is a good spot. It's dead a set. sneaky spot. Yeah, dead set, yeah. <laughs> if you do get a chance to go to, over to South Australia, there is one spot over there where they've got the breeding grounds for the great whites and you can uh, throw yourself in a in a cage and, and go down there and watch the feeding of the great whites. Have you that, done that? Um, I've cage never shot? done it, but that would be sensa- that would be sensational. That would be I don't, sensational. I, could, I don't know. You'd have to bring yourself uh, to be able to do it, but. Mate, there's yeah. some big ones down there, 20 footers and the likes. <laughs> I've spent little time in South Australia, but no, yeah. I mean, obviously there's so many spots. I guarantee you, people are going to be like, oh, you forgot about this, forgot about that. And I, I did give the generic Byron Bay. You got to remember that everyone's like, oh, Byron Bay, eh, whatever. It's, it's overran by buddy yuppies and whatever else. But around the surrounding area, my son's actually named after Lennox Head, which is just south of Byron Bay. I, oh. me personally, would be going to Lennox Head. That's one of yeah, my yeah. favorite childhood spots to go yeah. when I was a kid on on um after Lennox Head. When but, you went on um, holiday. I got holidays, yeah. <laughs> yeah. During the um school Easter terms finished. You used to get two weeks off at Easter. But yeah, yeah. Wasn't Easter, it was the one in the middle. It was kind of cold, so you head up the coast, go surfing, take the steamer. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. So Lennox is just south of Byron Bay, but I'm just giving the old generic, you know, yeah. Byron Bay. So Hey, uh, just t- talking about all these spots and everything like that. I did. Uh, I know you like to give shout outs on the show. And yep. I know we're, we're close to wrapping it up here. So I, I did want to give a shout out, a shout out to uh, Michael Lovell, bloke from uh, Pine Hills up in Queensland there. He's got yeah, yeah. Uh, the little athletics team starting their uh, game. So I'm not sure if he's listening. Hopefully he'll catch on here. But he did hit me up on Cameo, send him a video. Nice. Maybe he'll get a chance to um, hear us on here on the podcast. Hey, that reminds me too. If you do want a personal shout out from Grant or myself, I'm on Cameo as well. But yeah. um, if you go to cameo.com, you can basically go on there. Cost you. I don't know, I don't, what are you charging these days? Nah, I'm an leg. <laughs> <laughs> you can jump uh, on Cameo. I think, I'm, I think I'm at 49 bucks, mate. Kept yeah. it under 50. That's steep. I think yeah. I, I'm cheaper than you. But uh, yeah, well, just I'm, I'm undercutting you. <laughs> I'm, I'm undercutting you. But no, if if you go on, we'll give you a shout. We'll if if you want us to say something funny in an you know, Aussie accent or give a birthday or yeah. or a 
get well wishes or whatever. They are fun. I do enjoy doing. Actually, I'm going to do a cameo after this. I got one. I got yeah, one. Get on, on there and do it, mate. Get yeah. your response time quicker. <laughs> it is fun. It is fun, mate. The old cameos. It, it's. It is. It's um. Yeah, I need, I need to get some for for birthdays, man. It's a good way to, to give a shout out to uh to to people for birthdays and whatnot. So. Anyway, yeah, if you do want to go on, I'll 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 drop a link too. Um, I'll put the link on the um on the link on social. You can get Grant to give you a nice little shout out. Grant Balfour, the one and only MLB All Star, World Pitching a World Series, Grant Balfour Olympian. There you go. There's a wrap for you, mate. Mate, you're uh, you're right there. Your credentials are right there with mine. Nice uh, silver medalist, mate. I never did get the get the medal. You're wearing yeah, that silver medal from the Olympics, which is a yeah. uh, great honor, mate. Yeah, so you can get grand if you just want a drongo like me for cheaper. I am cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, All right, Grant, I'll let you go, mate. I know you got a big eye right, ahead of you. Enjoy yeah. the playoffs, mate. I'll be we'll be watching along. We'll be talking yeah, about it right will. here, right here on the top step. It's been fun. All right, mate. See ya. See you, Jamie. I'm not killing them, kill, kill, killing them, killing them, killing them. Kill.